ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children should not be listening to this podcast today, but we welcome you to another phenomenal episode of Jerusalem, the last chapter. We are your hosts, Henry Jekyll and Michael Penulis. Today's chapter three, Rough Sleepers. Boom. I was going to say that was really well done. Thank you. And yeah, chapter three of Alan Moore's Jerusalem, Rough Sleepers. Um, If I were a better co-host, I would have written out my summary, but I did not. And I read this a little while ago. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, you you took the time out the last time. Yeah, so... um, so basically, we're introduced to this guy named Freddie Allen. And from the get-go, it kind of just seems like he's another guy from, uh, from the boroughs. Um, he meets up with, uh, with a friend, uh, Mary Jane, I think. I think that's, mm-hmm. that was her name. Yeah. Um, and she's another, another rough sleeper, if you will. Um, and she's inviting him to go... Uh, hang out, basically see some people from the neighborhood and you get the impression that he's like, "Eh, you know, I don't really want to do that, but he says he will. Um, So at this point I'm thinking rough sleeper just means kind of like, I don't know, like like rough sleeping. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. They, for, for whatever reason, if they party or, you know, if they are homeless, I don't know. I'm just thinking, these are people who, for whatever reason, don't sleep well. You know, they're out late. They're people of the night. I guess that's kind of what I kind of thought. So anyways, uh, so he's uh, he interacts with some people um, along the way, uh, including uh, uh, a guy who I think he just goes to, like, check on – or I'm sorry, he, he meets – I'm trying to remember what he's doing. But anyways, there's this guy he meets and basically the weird thing that happens is he's like harvesting these mushrooms and he's like, you know, he's talking about like he offered, well, he, he makes some tea for himself, but he knows Freddie can't have any tea. I mean, he's like, yeah, it goes right through me. That condition of mine. Um, I even put what happened in Freddie's stomach slash intestine. That was like, what is going on? Um, so, uh, so this guy has a mushroom, a bunch, or a mushroom called Puck's Hat, and Freddy like eats it, and he sees fairies on the Puck's Hat, and he's like, "Ah, oh, this is a this is a good mushroom." And you're like, "This is bananas! What's happening? Why is this happening? What is Freddy's condition where he needs to eat mushrooms and not drink tea? And why is just everyone being so weird about it?" <laughs> Um, and one of my notes says Freddie can't be human, right? Like, I'm I'm really baffled already about this. And uh, so then uh, he brings up a mutual friend of theirs, um, Georgie, I believe. And the the guy's like, "Hey, I haven't seen Georgie in a while." And Freddie's like, "Hey, I'll go check on him." And Parvin's like, "Why did I say that? I really wanted to go have." basically a sexual encounter with this other person, this other woman that he's been thinking about for a while, but he's like, I guess I'll go check on Georgie. So Georgie is, uh, is, is in a bathroom. And at this point, like, 
I mean, Freddy's doing some weird stuff. To reach the bathroom, I think it says he, like, opens, you know, he, like, peels back layers of, like, cement and brick yeah. and time. And I'm like, is he a time traveler? Like, what is happening? And then Georgie, um, to put it bluntly, uh, is uh, a, a sexual, uh, uh, I, I guess I'm, he, he, he offers sexual practices for money in the stall of a men's restroom. That seems like his okay. occupation at this point. The way uh, you described it is very elegant. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, so Georgie, he's uh, conducting his business transaction uh, with a, a priest, it seems like, and the priest leaves and like doesn't make eye contact. Oh, go ahead. I thought it was a monk. A monk. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Describe the bald spot on the top of his head. That's right. That's right. Oh, you know, speaking of monks, way back, and I forgot this. There was a monk, I think, who asked for directions. This was before he went to his other friend's house to get tea. I think that monk was on his way to. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, (laughs) he was on his way to somewhere. Anyways, so. Uh, so he talks to Georgie. He's like, Hey Georgie, man, how are you? And Georgie's like, Oh, it's nice of you to check in. Uh, and you know, whatever they're fine. And Georgie's like, it's all good, man. And that's basically it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, Oh, and Georgie also eats a pucks hat. Like that's what the monk pays him. He pays him that like a a, a crummy one though. And he's like, well, this is disgusting. And but he still eats it. Um, anyways, at some point, you're pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure all these guys are dead, like, or ghosts. And I think eventually it clears it up. Um, and so, anyways, he finally meets uh, with his his rendezvous. Um, I can't remember what her name was. Maybe, was it uh, Phyllis or no, Patsy? Mm, yeah, Patsy. Patsy. Um, and so he's basically, he time travels back in time to this moment where uh, in the 1920s where he slept with a married woman named Patsy. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess he, he has the ability to return to this memory. Uh, she also is dead and also returns to this memory. It's like a thing they do. And, um, you know, they have a good time. And... Uh, then eventually, um, so basically, it's I mean, the the moment of them and their intercourse uh, is the scene is the fantasy that Marla had in chapter two. If you recall, she was sitting on the on her chair and she kept I in business. I somehow knew it. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's that girl's name who was like just sitting there watching people and then right. she, even uh so what's okay, I'll get I'll I'll finish the summary and then I'll mm-hmm. I'll make some commentary because I have thoughts about this. Mm-hmm. So uh so yes, yeah, it's, it's it's Marla apparently lives in the same apartment that Patsy lived in, you know basically a hundred years ago. Right. So that's, so that's an interesting little tie in. Um, and somehow uh, in this moment, Freddie also becomes aware of Marla's presence. Like he like kind of 
he sees her watching them and he's like, what's happening? Um, so anyways, eventually, um, Freddie is like, he ends up at this, excuse me. He ends up at this, uh, cosmic billiards game where, uh, basically people's fates are decided, uh, through billiards. Um, and it references the four symbols that we have at the beginning of the book. Uh, they correspond to different pockets. Um, and it seems like they're again, angels involved, uh, with this, um, and so there's like this big, this big game and there's a ball that, that, uh, and there's all these like lesser ghosts or angels, I guess more ghosts, like watching this. this Say that again. Builders is what he described. Yeah. Right. Right. So they're all watching and somehow Freddie like knows that this one ball corresponds to, um, Marla. And so her ball ends up being really close to the, pocket with the skull which would be death and we left marla off in a predicament uh i was pretty sure she was dead but uh it would seem that i think it was one of the angels i want to say mighty mike mighty mike yeah 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 mighty mike uh uh narrowly he makes this amazing shot and knocks her ball away from uh the death pocket so we are led to believe that she's alive and that's kind of that's that's kind of it. I mean, it, it was a uh, it was my favorite chapter so far. I mean, I, I was, but uh, as far as as far as my commentary, so uh, what I think is really funny, it's not really funny. What I found amusing is my all of my notes are like the, it's like what is happening, and then I make like these predictions. Like um, it's mentioned that like Freddie likes to kind of weirdly but he likes to like lay down next to living people yeah and so like i would have these predictions like oh i bet that was like the other set of feet that marla saw and then like alan Moore like tells you like that he likes you know like he like very like it goes from like maybe to like he like tells you and uh i mean even just him with him being a ghost i was like oh maybe he's like blah 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 then he's like he's a ghost and uh, with the the Marla seeing them thing, uh, I thought I was like, oh, so clever because uh, it. I remembered in the Marla section, it talks about the guy, you know, it's that they're doing it near the mantelpiece and he has a hat. I remember that because she thinks like he looks so ridiculous with his hat on. And Freddie's always describes wearing a hat. So I was like, oh, I bet it's Freddie. You know, I was like, Thought it was so cool. And then again, Alan Moore just like tells you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> like, I guess I'm not. Like, You're not like, as clever as Alan Moore wants you to think. Maybe. Yeah, like I guess I thought like there would be more mystery. But like every little thing that I was like, oh, I bet this is how it connects. Like Alan Moore just like, was like, yeah, that's how it connects. Like, good job. Like that. that's kind of like the, the, the thing. Um, oh, and then also uh, I kind of forgot to mention there's this dead girl i think she was phyllis that's i knew there was a phyllis so i think phyllis was the dead was the girl that um that marla saw running around remember there's like those little kids running around yeah. after dark i think she saw phyllis and her crew and phyllis has been dead for a long time too because phyllis was an actual little girl 
also in 1920. So, and also I should mention, like, there's like this idea that like, uh, I guess these ghosts are kind of roaming around because uh, they haven't like, uh, I guess felt like they're able to go to like move on. Like Freddie has all this stuff like holding him back, um, which um, I guess we'll get into. Anyways, your thoughts. I just monologued for a long time. <laughs> My thoughts are literally all over the place when I look back at it. I'm not going to lie. I It took me a while to realize he was dead. Even though, like, all, like, as you said, the time trouble when I was like, oh, you must be fantasizing. I'm like, they must be fantasizing. There's no time travel in Jerusalem. This is based on a true story. So they yeah, must yeah. be dead. And then... Up until when he said he spit some gray stuff in his hand and placed it somewhere, I'm like, gray spit? And then it said something like ectoplasm. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Greatest. They're ghosts because humans don't spit out ectoplasm. And then it took me a while to realize that they were all dead. And then well, all my notes were like, the life, he kept saying, like, got out of the life. I was like, oh, so I put mob, prostitute, druggie? Yes. Quotation mark. And then the next page, or the next few pages was like, as you said, him like laying down next to people so they don't see him, just to see him breathe and like homeless? Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah, it kept going on and on. And then I was like, huh, children and fairies randomly appear again? Because that's why he's talking about those kids. Right. And then it brought me back to what Marla said when she saw those kids running around. And then I remembered um, what Wari said to Wari about, like, the, what was it, the Dead Children Brigade? And I was yeah. like, oh, these yep. kids are dead, maybe, and attacking or roaming around. And then the shrooms, again, that was just, like... Kind of weird. Yeah. Like, fairy on shrooms and whatnot. And then when they went to Georgie, I put prostitute who likes monks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize he was dead until, you know. Until he was also eating the shroom or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so, but I did write something. They did mention the destructor again. It did, that's true. So I was like, oh, so the destructor is, you know, covering everybody up in the fog so nobody can see each other. Uh, even though he was like dead and walking through it like nothing, and yet he still can't see it through the thickness of the uh, smoke. And then another one I put WTF, Freddy's effed up. This had to do with him thinking about raping a person. Okay, so I'm glad you, I was, that's what I was flip, flipping through trying to find. So mm -hmm. he that's one of the reasons why he feels like he can't like move on. Right. Because he like, yeah. there's like some girl that he basically wanted and felt like he couldn't get, you know, romantically, I guess yeah. he like, he went to like the, he, he was like about to do it. Right. He like planned yeah. it and like followed her and like he was, and then he like didn't, but like that has like haunted him, you know, like that he was capable of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I also was like, dude, Freddie. Yeah. 
Come on, man. Like, you're, you're, you're taking shrooms or not, but come on, man. There's a line. So I, I literally put like in caps WTF because I'm like, yeah. I know Freddie's like already in the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> exactly. I was like, come on, man. So with, with regards to them being ghosts, um, uh, so there's when he's with uh, Patsy, um, I'll just read this. Uh, so it says, when he got near enough to Patsy so that, so that they could see each other properly, he stopped and grinned at her the way he had that first time, only now it had more meanings to it. That first time, it, it had just meant, I know you fancy me, whereas it now meant something like, I know you fancy me because I've lived this through a thousand times and we're both dead now. And it's actually quite funny how the pair of us keep coming back down here, here to this moment. So my little note was, Okay, so he's definitely dead. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty plain. We're both dead now. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks, Alan. Again, I feel real dumb about this. When I read that, I was like, oh, they must both be dead inside. Like, I didn't think that they were ghosts until the ectoplasm. And I was like, oh, they must mean, like, they're both, like, trapped with each other in this ongoing uh, connection that they love each other, but they don't love each other. They don't want to admit it. Because they're both uh, dead inside. But yeah. I was also so. disturbed that the ectoplasm was more than one ghost bodily fluid. And I'll just yeah. leave it at that. I was like, Ugh. like, Yeah. Um, and then, so you mentioned the destructor. I'll read that because I just, my note was destructor with an exclamation <laughs> point. Um, also, my other note nearby was Fred returns to a scene of adultery from his past. Not cool, Fred. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's not cool, but you're right. The part that we learn about later, yeah. more not cool, Fred. Like, yeah. like not, not, not come on, Fred. Um, so it says, what the smell was, just as with the veil of smoke, so you could barely see your hand before your face, all that was the destructor. It's probably not Tor, it's, it's probably just destructor, but I, yeah. I, keep, I can't help going destructor. Um, anyways. <laughs> All that was the destructor, just downhill to Freddy's right and towering up above him, so he couldn't bear to look at it. So I mean, so the the destructor was there in, I think nineteen twenty. Yeah, so it's, it's been around for for a minute, just just making smoke and smog and pollution and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Like um, companies. So I have to say. Uh, and then I, I just felt smart about one thing. So, um, so he goes to this pub where where the, he you know eventually uh, there's the um, the billiards table or billiards game above it, which I think again I think this is probably the same pub as the one that guy came from. Mm -hmm. when like oh, there's voices or there's people in the you know pub or yeah. whatever. Um, so uh, the so the higher balconies are called the attics of the breath, which I kind of figure, okay, it's probably like heaven, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, this says the Jacob flight, a seemingly deliberately inconvenient construction somewhere in between a boxed in staircase and a roofer's ladder was an awkward and exhausting to ascend as ever. Um, yada, yada, yada. Um, there was a part... Oh, here it is. Um, so it says the ridiculous impracticality of such an angle to the stairway 
made it seem like something from a dream, which Fred supposed it was someone's dream somewhere sometime. So uh, the Jacob flight, I'm assuming that's a reference to Jacob's ladder from the book of Genesis, which was a dream uh, that Jacob had. He had, he was asleep and he had this dream of a staircase of angels going up and down it. Um, and it's this, it's like the staircase to heaven. So I kind of liked how it says like, it was somebody's dream at some point. It's like, yes, literally it was uh, Jacob's dream from the book of Genesis. So I, that was my, I feel smart moment. I was where I was like, I understood a reference without having to look it up. Good for me. <laughs> uh, good for you. I did not get that reference. Yeah. That, yeah, but, I have not read any part of the Bible. So all of yeah. that stuff, I'm going to go. But, but I think it also reinforces the fact that these are angels playing billiards. I mean, if it wasn't already obvious from the previous yeah. angel encounters, it's like, okay, definitely angels. Well, the funny part was when I said the mighty Mike, I was like, I put Archangel Michael on there, like a question mark. Yes, I wrote. I actually had the same same question mark. I was like, is this is is the Archangel Michael mighty Mike? Yeah, I mean, it, it made. <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe he's playing against the his brothers and whatnot. The what was it? The Big Four? No, I'm thinking Ninja Turtles. Never mind. So yeah, I can't remember what the uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but it's, it's kind of funny. Like the whole billiards thing. Like uh, we kind of talked about this with the angel who uh, appears in the the painting, right? Kind of like move and like how it spoke and like strangely, and then at the end, it's like joy, 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 and it's like a happy little angel. Um, these angels are the same thing. It's like, I can't tell, like, it's it's like a game, but, like, when he hits the trick shot and saves Marla from death, basically, all of them, like, celebrate, and they, I guess they, like, raise their hands and, like, yeah, look that's happy. Like, like, and, like, they're, like, all, it, it, just, it just says, the brown ball shot into the southeast pocket at the cross-marked corner of the table like a thunderbolt and everybody in the room, not just the robe draped foursome that were playing threw their arms above their heads and shout, yes. Yeah. I thought, yes. In my brain, I was like super lame. Why would, yeah. why would all of them do it? Cause it says all of them. Yeah. Like all four of them, like lift their arms. I say, yes. Yeah. It says it was knocked into the, this is earlier um, about a different one. It says it was, knocked into the pocket Yuri something had intended, whereupon he and the other master builders all threw up their arms into a dazzling spread of feathered rays and shouted out in unison there, yes, with all splintering and diminishing reverberations. I just, I I don't know, the image of, like, these angels, these, like, master archangels, like, playing billiards and, like, celebrating every shot, no matter what, just like, yeah. I just find it funny. I don't understand the, so the thing about that whole thing that got me a little, because uh, I automatically thought, as he thought, Mike, Mighty Mike is Michael. Then I was like, Yuri the Russian, what yeah. the Yuri significance is that? I just looked it up right now. I thought it was like death because he was trying to, you know, put the brown ball corner death pocket. Turns out Yuri in Russian 
uh, as Yuri as a boy's name is related to Russian name Yuri, the meaning of Yuri is the light of God. So it's Michael basically facing the light of God. That's interesting. Because it, it even says, like, the Russian-looking fellow flashed a chilly little smile and then began yeah. to chalk up his cue. Fred hated him. I, so I thought he was, like... I thought maybe he was, like, Lucifer or something. Mm. But, like... I didn't look into the name. But then yeah. I'm also confused because, like, when he... When Marla is saved, they all go, yes. So I'm like... Yeah. It was confusing because I, I was like... Do they have any stake in this? Like, it just seems like like they're just like fine with whatever. Like, uh, like almost like it's like, ah, it's just a it's just a game. We're all having fun yeah. with people's like fates. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, even put, sense, I mean, <laughs> I put a note that said, "Life is just a game of billiards played by higher <laughs> beings. There's no free will. It's all chance." <laughs> <laughs> that. That there is the true meaning of life, right? That is the Everything is just chance. Yeah, I I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what to make of of Yuri the angel. It's an interesting point. Um, I mean, it could also be Lucifer, as you said, because doesn't his name mean like morning star or morning light or something like that? I mean, you you might know more. That sounds. I, I like it. I'm going to agree with it, and I'm going to say I I'm clearly. I knew that all along. That's why I knew yeah. all this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spend, spent most of my life watching uh, 15 years of Supernatural, and they teach you a thing or two about yeah. theology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that's interesting. So maybe he, maybe he is. Because it's kind of funny, too, because, like, um, I mean, I guess with, like, Judeo-Christian, uh, you know, we think of, like, uh, Lucifer is like Lucifer, Satan, bad, mm. you know. And if if that is Lucifer, you know, for sake of argument, it's kind of interesting that he's like still like apparently a part of the gang, you know. Just like, and, and it would make sense because I think, you know, Lucifer, you know, again, like is supposedly like one of the, he was like the top yeah. right, top angel, yeah. and, like rebelled. So, you know, and and. Uh, Angel Michael also being like top dog angel. So, you know, maybe it's just like they get, get together, you know, have some fun, play some billiards that ruin or help people's lives. While dad's out of town, just like have the brothers over and just playing billiard. I mean, exactly. why not? Yeah, you know, it's it's all fun. It's all good. <laughs> um, So what I, I guess my big question with this whole thing is so clearly... Georgie's dead. Fred. Mm -hmm. Fred is dead. Uh, Mary Jane is dead. Patsy's dead. Um, but his first friend, and I keep, I keep forgetting what his name is. Uh, but the one who makes Mary uh, Clara, right? Um, let's see. The Joe Swan. Yes. Yes. Him. Um, he might actually. So I think, I guess what it was confusing was, uh, let's see. Oh, no. So Joe Swan used to live there. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I cannot see who. Anyways, his first friend, that whole section where he's 
his friend makes tea for himself and then, you know, gives Freddy the mushroom. So that guy has to be alive because he's drinking tea. You know, yeah. it's not passing through him. Um, he doesn't seem to want the mushrooms that all the dead people want. Mm-hmm. So I guess my thing is like, I guess the ghosts are visible to some people or like, I wasn't quite sure how yeah. that worked. Did he choose to be visible this, to this guy, like his old friend or something or, or is he visible to everybody? I wasn't really that on that that's also is a question about the monk the other monk who paid georgie in mushrooms mm-hmm. could the monk monk see georgie or is the monk dead too i thought my impression was the monk was dead but i could be wrong he i mean it would be pretty weird if you went to a ghost to do that but you know i guess mm-hmm. Because you did point out that his old friend saw him and drinks tea and yeah. gave him the mushrooms, and this monk could still be alive, but could see ghosts. Right, right. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I mean, maybe he. Or but maybe... it also seemed really it seemed really difficult to get there though, because like Freddie had to like pull back, like said, like layers of like concrete, because there's like a parking structure or something there now. And he had to like, I guess, like go back in time to like whatever it was before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the monk would have to also have that ability to traverse time. Or the monk or is a rough sleeper, like how he says some people sleep so deep that they oh, just that's true. Have an accident. Like this that's true. The because he like dreams, right? Like some people yeah. like dream their way into it. That's a really yeah. good point. Because there's this guy who was afraid. He says, hello there, can you hear me? Am I dead? And then Fred basically just ignores him because he doesn't like him. Yeah. does it, He's like kind of like mean to that guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because he disrupted, he interrupted his si- nice solitary stroll. That's why he <laughs> yeah. didn't like him. Yeah, it's silly. Uh, um, so the, the first monk he runs into... Um, trying to find that uh because so i think that monk um was on his way to meet the three burrows because if you recall from the prologue the three burrows in uh alma's dream was like uh was like building something yeah he was like constructing something and I don't know. I just felt like maybe that guy was like also dead or, or, or some sort of person uh, who would be assisting in that. Um, and I, for the life of me, I can't find my note on it. Oh, okay. Here it is. So, um, Let's see. So he's uh, he's carrying a bag of, of something, like a sack, and it's like really heavy, and he's supposed to bring it to the center. Um, and Freddie like does his best to like guide him. Um, but I feel like the, I think the thing from Alma's dream, let's see, I feel like it was centrally located let's see 
all the way back in the prologue. Yeah, all the way back in prologue. Uh, oh, yeah, so it was the... Uh, let's see. They were talking about something they referred to as Vernal's Inquest, which he gathered was a kind of hearing to decide the gutters, corners, walls, and edges of the world where they all were and who they all belonged to. Um, from what Doreen and the hooded governor were saying, it seemed that this inquiry was the sole event that the assize under construction there, that Portamoth de Norhan was intended to contain. Uh, so that's like what they're building. Um, i trying to see if there's any anything about like where um, they are, but maybe I'm wrong. But I don't know. I just, for some reason, I thought that's where that monk was headed. He was like to to assist in this construction. Otherwise, I was like, "What the heck is this guy doing?" Like, I mean, he, he could find out in the later chapters. I mean, apparently, they're all he probably will really connected to each other, yeah. one right after the other. Yeah, exactly. It just it's uh it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Did you like this chapter more? than the previous chapters or less or equal? I have since there was a little bit more dialogue compared to what we've read in the past. Yeah. And I also didn't like it because how dumb I felt after the fact that it took me longer than it should have to figure out that everyone was dead so yeah. far. <laughs> and it makes sense since I put here like out of the life means literally out of life like you're dead because he kept mentioning that like oh out of the life uh, georgie out of the life i'm out of the life i kept thinking it was like mob reference i honestly thought when he said that he was the reason why marlo died i thought he what? was the guy around killing people or killing no I, people, but. I i agree i uh I mean, I, I thought the same thing I, when I, when I hear like the life, you know, when you read like crime books or whatever, or mafia books, it's always like, Oh, I'm out of the life. You know, you hear that, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's like the old guy who's like, you know, he's left that yeah. all behind. It's John Wayne. And then he, and I'm out of the life. Like, yeah, yeah, not. He gets dragged back into it, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So I, I too was like, I was like, Oh, okay. Like whatever, um, whatever he was into, he's like out of that. I, but and I didn't. I didn't also realize for a while until it literally said like we're dead, you know, <laughs> like that they were out of the life, like yeah. living. <laughs> like, I, did, I, like, oh. I did like that little uh, thing where he kept saying like, "Oh yeah, we're out of the life," like. But at the end, I was like, "Oh, they're dead." When I wrote that note, I was like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." Yeah, the the first kind of hint is uh, it says. Uh, Freddie hadn't seen a normal worldly color now in 40 something years as people who still made a living judge such things. Um, the color blindness was just part of his condition. Freddie didn't mind it much except for flowers. And my note was like, what condition? Like, I was like, what causes color blindness? I was, I was like, what? Um, and even like the phrasing here is like, it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. Like Freddie hadn't seen a normal worldly color now in forty something years, as people who still made a living judge such things. Like made a living makes it sound like working, like making yeah. a living, not like literally like like yeah. living. Yeah. <laughs> like 
I don't know. I, I like the chapter a lot, but I, I too, I, it's just funny reading my notes because each one is like, wait, wait, is it, could it be? What is he? What's wrong? And then finally, just, oh, okay, he's dead. All right. Um, yeah, I put one is like, Freddy can manipulate time in a physical sense. What is he? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, I do want to just say, for the record, I don't understand the mushroom thing at all. I was looking up Puck's Life mushrooms. They're real mushrooms. Uh, I couldn't find anything relating to ghosts <laughs> with regards to Puck's Hat mushrooms. I didn't, and it's weird because like uh, the good one he eats has like fairies on it, or he sees fairies, and the yeah. bad one that Georgie eats has astronauts or like yeah. space people and i was like i i don't understand i don't understand then that's okay i don't have to understand everything maybe but, we uh, gotta find some and take some yeah <laughs> exactly we just gotta find some pucks hats yeah because it that too also was a little weird for me because i was like what it why the mushrooms like that's why i also wrote druggies on my note because i i know some mushrooms are like or yeah some of them that you take are like hallucinogenic snake so i thought oh maybe he's like seeing all these fairies when he's eating the mushrooms and they just like come alive and dance around and then the other guy got the bad batch that are was fertilized by like cow dung or something and he just sees astronaut faces yeah so one of the uh, little connections again and this i don't think is that important but we'll say it just for the record in case it does end up being important but one of the when freddie goes back to the 1920s to meet patsy um he always runs into clara who's like Mm -hmm. a, a mother uh in the neighborhood and she has a a baby in a pram and uh he says oh you know me trying my luck as always who's that in the pram you've got there is that young doreen so doreen is alma's mother so that means clara is alma's grandmother on her mom's side so all things go back to alma just throwing that out there yeah our alma and her brother i guess so far because i i thought that too i'm like why is he talking to this lady and then Doreen sort of hit a chord. I was like, why does this name sound familiar? And then when you mentioned like the mother, I was like, oh, that's right. That's the mom. So we're going, it's still in line with the, uh, the twins. Cause I thought maybe after like introducing new characters so far that we met in the previous chapter, but now that you said Doreen, it's connected to the prologue, the prelude. Right. So it's still, you know, still uh, stretching. I'm picturing uh, that, what is it, one of those detective boards where their family right there, and I'm putting all the strings to all these characters in my mind right now. Exactly. It look crazy as I'm just, like, pantomiming it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just like, hey, yes. <laughs> You, yeah. you probably you probably could if you want to you could get you could buy like a 
a cork board or something and with all the yeah, just, uh, their family kind of want to do that now <laughs> um, so i i think you actually brought up a, a really good point uh with the guy who just dreams his way into kind of like mm. ghost world time um because i mean the prelude begins with alma dreaming mm-hmm. so it kind of i don't know and, and, and doreen is like speaking to the three burrows in that scene so again i i mean maybe alma has dreamt her her way like maybe maybe that's solidifying that that's actually happening it's not just a dream like she like somehow dreamed her her way into that i don't know it's uh but there, maybe there's something to dreams and the spiritual realm yeah. i guess for the lack of a better term i don't know because it does sound like it to be honest like the rough sleepers go into their their area and i'm starting to think maybe maybe when you go into it you see like i think maybe that the structures might be a being of sort Mm -hmm. like not just a giant pipe in the ground that's shooting up smoke yeah when you go to sleep and you're in it you can actually see a form of somehow maybe that's what's going to happen soon Mm -hmm. because they keep bringing it up like oh and it's been around since the 1920s i guess so uh i'm just turning pages this is nothing to do with anything but alan moore is like these people are dead jokes are kind of funny uh so while freddie and patsy are uh having having their rendezvous um patsy shouts that she's in heaven and then she says f the life out of me which is kind of funny since they're dead (laughs) oh alan oh alan Oh, and she on the next page she says, "I'm going to die." Oh God! <laughs> like, yeah, we we get it now. We got yeah, it. Yeah, the, now, yeah, now those jokes do make sense. Um, so I yeah, I think that's kind of all I've got. I mean, like I said, I I really like this chapter because it's more fantastic. I think like, uh, I mean, obviously, like the the angel painting that was out there also i mean the yeah. prelude pretty out there it's not like there hasn't been like fantasy crazy elements to it but this one i just feel like was much more um i mean the whole thing the whole thing's following a ghost and i hope we get more of freddy i guess like this the thing we we keep following these characters who like appear for a chapter and then it's just someone else and i don't know freddy's uh, an interesting guy i i really want to know why he hates the russian looking yuri you know and i really want to know if that's lucifer <laughs> i mean it makes sort of sense now like the light of god and morning star and whatnot but i will say this i 
I think maybe in the later books we might get more of them. Yeah, that's true. I still got what we still got what one thousand and two hundred pages left. I know, and we we made it past uh, page one hundred, so that's yeah. exciting. It's very interesting. I I agree with you about like I hope we see Freddy again and see what he does, but. That probably won't be for a while. Uh, agreed. I agree. I think if I'm not mistaken, the image of the angels playing billiards is on the cover of mine. I want to go check. Give me two seconds. Okay. I'll entertain the crowd. Hey, everyone. Yeah, so uh, this is a good book. Enjoying it so far. Uh, what do you guys think about billiards? Do you guys also think that there's angels in the sky playing pool for our lives and just it's just a chance happenings and not at all luck, maybe? I didn't catch what you're saying, but I bet it was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, so I was just asking the fine folks if they also agree if there's uh, angels in the sky playing pool with our lives <laughs> and just chance and not luck. That, that's precisely it. And yes, yeah, so uh, I think that's the, it's right. Oh, wait, right there. They're playing billiards. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't think I've really looked at this cover that closely. I think that's the first one, though, that's been like actually on the first event that's been on the cover. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, there's, there's also the monk traveling with his sack. Oh wait, hard to find it. Right, right over here. Oh wait, right over here. There he is. Yeah, somewhere right there. I think that's the same cover I have on my. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can you can look at your own. Yeah. You no, but I like you uh, pointing at it. Like, wait, uh, right there. No, no. You know, what, you know what's especially great is I'm sure like our listeners really love listening. <laughs> or something I can't see. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll have to take a closer look at this this cover. See if there's any other hidden gems here. It's a it's a pretty fun cover. Yeah, pretty wild. We I think we have a lot of wild things to look forward to. <laughs> I bet. I mean, it's. I think one of them looks like sort of the Last Supper. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Oh man, this there's like think. there's like a naked person dancing with yeah. a, a leprechaun. <laughs> I think that's what happens when you take one of the mushrooms. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, very interesting. And there's also a, a strange person with a child in their hands, which I'm you know flying that, through. Yeah. That could be the um, Clara and Doreen. That's true. That's true. And are those dragons up top? Where at? Oh, the ones like the fire? Flaming, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe demons or something. No. Anyways, uh, next week we have uh, X Marks the Spot, I believe is the next chapter. That'll be chapter four. <laughs> chapter four of 33. Uh, we're almost there. Yeah, I hit 
big endeavor, but you know, I've I've been enjoying it. Um, I, you know, it's uh, I don't mind taking my time with it, taking my time with with Mr. Alan Moore's uh, I don't know, whatever it is that he's doing here, it'll be fun to see. It's funny that I look at it from my from the top of my bookmark. It looks like I'm almost done with this book. We're like almost halfway, but then I realized like with your book, it looked like nothing. Yeah, but with these other two, I'm like, oh man, not even a little dent. Like, yeah, my my bookmark yeah. is not exciting. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, your your three paperback version. I mean, it looks like you're just making great progress yeah. on that book. Yeah. With your giant hard covers, it's like mm, it's that ten percent of the iceberg that we haven't seen. Exactly. Uh, so, tune in next week for whatever lies in store for us. For X marks the spot. I'm not sure at all anymore. Well, I'm I've never might been be sure. Treasure. Might be pirates. I hope, I hope there's pirates. I really do. No. Um, you know it's funny. Speaking of pirates and it's not even that close of a relation, but uh, the the kids that are running around who are apparently dead, now we know they're dead. Um, those kids remind me of, in Grant Morrison's uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory, those oh. like crime fight or crime, like the mystery kids or yeah. whatever they are, like just like mm -hmm. roaming around. And then there's like a bizarre like scandal when they grow up, if I remember correctly. Anyways. I'm sure Alan Moore would love to be compared to Grant Morrison. Because they're both wizards. <laughs> Battle one day. Um, I got to reread that one then. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting part. I, I love Seven Soldiers. I won't get off on that. Uh, <laughs> but I love Seven Soldiers of Victory. I feel like it's... Just as wild. Has Grant Morrison written any prose books? Because I feel like that would be <laughs> you'd have to follow up with that, right? Because uh, that would be hilarious. Not hilarious. Maybe it's great. I don't know. I like Grant. Weird. I mean, he he's a a very different writer now that I know that most of his stuff he was like on shrooms or something. <laughs> some of his stuff, so. Anyways, um, we'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you. We'll be back next week for uh, another another episode. Until then, episode. Is it, oh yes, yes, An indeed, award winning, award winning. Uh, until next time, I am Michael Pemulus, been joined by Henry Jekyll, who is a master of the intro, and uh, we will yeah. we'll be here next week. Oh, I almost forgot. If I keep forgetting to say, send us a send us a voice message. I'm I'm waiting for the first voice message to include on our podcast because that'll be super fun. Because then we then we can respond to it. So yeah, send in your questions, your comments, your concerns, uh, and uh, through through Anchor, it'll be it'll be a fun time. Anyways, with that, we're done. We'll see. We'll do it next week. All right. Bye. <laughs>